What's up, y'all? Hotel Jesus, we are back with another big brain talk, epic talk today. We got lined up for you. I got a more in the house for my people in the hotel community. You already know what time it is when you see that feds on some on top of somebody here. We dealing with a more in the house. You know somebody who understands uh, UCC codes and regulations and U.S. law. So we're gonna get in heavy, heavy with that today. Just want to make sure y'all know. Check the description link below so you can follow Mr. Akeem Bay today on his Instagram account. He also has a Facebook, but connect with him at that link in the description box. Also, uh, check in uh, on, on HotepCon. HotepCon is coming up May 1st to 2nd, Washington, D.C. Tickets are in the link in the description box below. Come out, come party, come enjoy some lectures. We got Mars Torre uh, of Black Guns Matter. We have uh, Sonny Johnson, prominent right-wing figure, giving out that real, real information. Um, I should say conservative, not right-wing. And um, all your favorite hoteps are going to be there. We're going to have a two-day event, May 1st to 2nd, Washington, D.C. Tickets are up now. Early bird tickets are there, half off. So y'all might want to grab them discount prices so you ain't paying full price later on. Uh, but without further ado, I'd like to hop right into this interview with Mr. Hakeem Bay. Hakeem, what's up, brother? How you feeling? Does he got me muted? Akeem, can you hear me? Can you hear me? It's had him. Brother Bay, can you hear me? Can you hear me, Brother Bay? Let me test them. We're waiting for him to. He said, "Way slow down. Looks like it looks like he's freezing." Okay. I did a test run with him the other day. Everything was working fine. Says he's going in and out real bad. I don't know why. Says he's frozen. I just texted him. He said he's having issues. I told him to refresh his machine. Just waiting on him to get his, his technicals up. Anyway, for the rest of y'all in the chat, what up, man? How y'all feeling, bro? I hope y'all checked out. Hotel's been told you last night. That epic episode of the podcast. I came, you can hear me. Last night's episode was super crazy. Talking about the coronavirus, breaking this all down. 
The chat said they're on to you, bro. It's the CIA. <laughs> Y'all spoke to this brother on this platform twice already. We didn't have no complications. As soon as we go live, as you can see, we got complications. But that's, you know, that's to be expected. Still got him in the same spot. Hopefully, we'll have a show for you tonight. Somebody asks, Is he religious? It's a good question, actually. Often, the Moors are associated with the uh, religion of Islam, but I don't know if it's accurate for all of them. <sighs> Tomorrow, we got our mastermind group, mastermind group calls with all my entrepreneur students, everybody that's bought Dominate Twitter. If you haven't bought that yet, go on the description link in the box below. Hit uh, Dominate Twitter. BrianSharp.co slash Twitter and um, join our mastermind group calls every Saturday. People are picking my brain every Saturday for one hour. We had a great group come out last week. I'm looking forward to tomorrow's calls. I'm going to be um, sending out the email tonight. Setting that up as we speak, actually. Um, somebody in the chat said, not all Moors are Muslim. Word. Is he a black Israelite? No, he's not an Israelite. That would be something separate. Something completely different. The Moors are not. I got to get my Moors on some. I got to get them to get their tech game up. You know, black people, we tend to lag behind when it comes to tech. But we're going to change that. We're going to change that up real quick. He said he's going to try from another another laptop. Um, oh, but uh, we got him until about 8 o'clock, so I'm going to hang around, see if we can get around these issues. But, um, yeah, you know, we had a good talk last week with my mastermind group, a bunch of individuals uh, got their own business, looking to start their own business. Looking to be uh, less dependent on their nine to five. Uh, people less dependent on their nine to five and get a little bit extra income or people having, you know, one guy on a call uh, is a vet, veterinarian. He, I think he's in the chat. Jeff, you out there, right? Yeah, Jeff is in there. Jeff's a vet. So he has some questions about his veterinary business. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a good it's a good crowd that comes out. We got a lady in there. She's starting up a new uh, a new program uh, coming soon. She's uh, she didn't even really get into detail of what it was, but you could tell she was kind of uh, stuck in the planning phase. A lot of times, people get stuck in the planning phase and and never actually. Um, they never actually uh, 
take any action. So this week, I'm hoping to hear that she took some action. Last week, she, uh, you know, we on we motivated each other. Everybody in the chat motivated her to get started. So uh, hopefully, you know, she she comes back this week strong. So I'm looking to hear from her and her situation. I know Chad is working on his blog. We had a um, what's up, Des Moines. We had another uh, cat who was uh, working for a conservative uh, media outlet. That was dope. Um, gave him some advice, hoping to see him back on. We had another guy who um, he actually wants to do some philanthropic work where, you know, he's uh, providing a service to the community based on teaching, t- teaching people um, business terminology um, a glossary of economic and finance terms. And I, I asked him, I said, yo, like, what's your end game? What did you try to make money off this? He's like, nah, I'm not trying to make money. I just want people to be educated. So I thought it was really cool. So we talked about his project a little bit. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, how people progressed over this week. Um, if you just got here, I'm talking about, uh, I'm asking my group calls every Saturday for everybody to my dominate Twitter marketing program. It's 197. The link is in, in the description box below. And uh, great, great, great value for what you get. You know, I wrote the the book straight from my own philosophy. You're not going to find uh, too much in there that you've heard before. It's a very different take on marketing and branding. It's very straightforward, very easy to read. Um, but, uh, you know, I got a lot of people who've been I got one lady who read my book and actually got her own marketing agency, <laughs> you know, because I cut right to the nitty gritty on what a lot of this stuff is because I'm not giving it to you. See, some people understand marketing based upon theory. I'm giving it to you based upon experience. So I'm able to, you know, chew up the food and regurgitate it and give it to you already digested. So you understand it a lot better than somebody who's just giving it to you like some sort of college professor uh, comes with my list of trigger words. Um and uh, another book is actually two two books you get in there. Another one is uh, a book that pretty much teaches you how to brainwash yourself, how to get yourself focused and aligned with the things you want, almost how to hypnotize yourself um, using some very common things you have around the house. Um, so, yeah, you get two books, you get the the, the list. We got videos coming soon, and then you get direct access to me. I came. I see you. Can you hear me? I see you. I don't hear you. I hear me. I can't hear you, brother. I hear me, I don't hear you. I think you might be happy. Hold me back. If we can get audio right. Oh, that's better. Yeah, I can hear you now. You can hear me? All right. Boom. I came back. What's up, brother, man? How you feeling, man? 
Doing good, minus these little technical difficulties, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I'm glad we finally got you right, got you in here. Um, Thank you. Do me a favor, just, just slide your camera a little bit so you're more in the center of the screen. We just gonna hop, hop right in here, right into the nitty gritty. You can hear me well, right? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. All right, cool. So yeah, so people got some questions in the chat, and I think one of the first questions asked, you know, if anybody in the chat got questions, just go ahead and hit the super chat. Um, before you got on, people were asking, you know, what's your religion? I know some people uh, that's Moorish, uh, claim Muslim. What's your religion? Well, as um, as taught by the Prophet Noble Ali in our um, 101s, which is our, our it's one of our pieces of our doctrine. Um, it's called affectionately it's called the 101s, but it's 101 questions or Quran questions for Moorish Americans. And in that, um, the Prophet teaches us that our religion is Islamism. And then we're told that that's not a, a new religion, but that's the old time religion. So Islamism is just the way and practice of peace because Islam means peace. And then like, you know, ism means the practice thereof or the action thereof. Um, so, uh, you know, we just try to live by peace. And um, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. You know, there's a little bit of confusion. I don't want to belabor any time. So I'll just kind of answer like a little bit generally. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Um, how, how, do, how do you guys differ from the uh, Hebrew Israelites? Um, Differ on some, you know, to be honest, it's more similarities than differences, like because um, as Moors, we recognize our uh, Hebrew side through the Moabitess roof. Um, right. So Ruth was one of the great uh, the uh, foremothers of Jesus, who himself was of the tribe of Benjamin um, of the tribe of Judah from the house of, um, you know, from Bethlehem. And so uh, we trace our, our Hebrew lineage through the um you know through the moabite side and the canaanite side because you know as most americans were taught that we the descendants of the moabites and canaanites and when you study those groups in the bible there was also a group of um worshipers named the kenites in the bible kenites and these kenites were uh as a matter of fact uh, uh moses's father-in-law um jethro was a Kenite and he actually taught Moses how to structure his government after he received the laws or he came back from his journey from Egypt. You know, Jethro was the one who taught him and Jethro was a Midianite. So he was an Arab, but he was from the Kenite tribe and the Kenites were made up of Canaanites and Moabites. And when you study the Kenites in the Bible, they're always um, around the tribe of Judah. They intermix with the tribe of Judah, actually. So we trace our lineage. Um, and, you know, through the Hebrew side, you know, that way, like, there's no, there's no difference between a, 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 all Moors are Hebrews, but not all Hebrews are Moors. It's because all Moors are from, you know, they descendants of the Moabites. And the Moabites was, you know, that one tribe that we kind of co co connect back to the Hebrew lineage. Because if you study the Bible, we was kept out of the um, congregation or the gen for, for 10 generations. The Moabites were, uh, according to the biblical narrative. And Ruth kind of tied us back. Ruth tied us back into that. So, mm. Mm. It's no difference. That's dope. That's dope. Little piece of history right there. Um, let's just hop right into the meat of this thing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you were going over some things with me uh, about U.S. law. You was touching on. You had some things going um, on with uh, Connecticut. Catch me up to speed on what's going on out here. Okay. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, first off, I just want to say like as Moors, right, like a lot of Moors, they like to quote U.S. law and they get caught up in a lot of the, like the uh, jargon or the, you know, the legalese and rhetoric with United States law. So they start quoting all these U.S. codes and stuff like that. But as a Moorish American, like, you know, our particular family being the um, Moorish Holy Temple of Science of the World, Free and Sundry Moorish Science of America. As a matter of fact, let me um, let me just pause. I'm going to come back. So I just want to give my honors, like, you know, what I'm saying so I just want to rise, you know, give praise to Allah. I want to extend honors to all the true and divine prophets, namely Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, Confucius, the last prophet in these days and times, Noble Drew Ali. I want to extend honors to the forerunner of the prophet, Mar Marcus Mosiah Garvey, the founder of the Universal Negro Improvement Association. I want to extend honors to the Moorish flag being a red flag with a five-pointed green star in the center. I want to extend honors to the members, citizens, and staff of the Moorish Holy Temple of Science of the World, Free and Sundry Moorish Science Temple of America, which is, you know, the Moorish Science Temple of America that I'm I'm a uh, official of, and the Moorish Divine and National Movement in general, and I just want to extend honors to uh, Brother Hotep Jesus for having me on. I appreciate but, um, that. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, so the uh, the law that's so yeah, so as Moorish Americans, you know, our particular uh, jurisdiction, we, you know, we adhere to the laws of the Prophet Noble Drew Ali and our grand body. So like our grand body, you know, we make laws and, you know, enforce our own laws in regards to like, you know, our society and how our society and our members move and stuff like that. Not to say like, you know, uh, we're against U.S. law, but we're just not subject to it because we're not subject to the laws thereof. You know, saying like 14th Amendment gets into that. But um, so what, what's going but what's going on in Connecticut right now is that. Uh, see, we have certain members all across the country that have children. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Enrolled. You, you said you, you kind of said something and slid on by. You said you're not subject to U.S. law. Yeah. So as Moors, like, see, all right. So let me, I'll break that down real quick, right? Because like, um, there's a lot of confusion. Like Moors, so like in the 14th Amendment, right? It says that you have to. It says those born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and the state in which they live or reside or whatever, right? But so that and is a conjunction. It's a conjunctive term. So you, you it's two qualifiers. You have to be either born or naturalized here and you have to be subject to the jurisdiction thereof. And when you study like certain Supreme Court case law dealing with the 14th Amendment, and even when you go into the uh, congressional debates dealing with the 14th Amendment, this was the whole big thing was, well, what does it mean to be subject to the jurisdiction thereof? So they was just giving out different um, scenarios and stuff like that. So I like to just talk. I like to give this scenario like if a Chinese national. Right. Him and his wife come to the United States. They're they're still subject to the laws of China, but they come here on like a visa or whatever, uh, you know, a vacation visa or something like that. And they go to Disney World, say she's pregnant and something happens. She gives she you know, she uh, her water breaks. She has the child in Disney World. Is that child a U.S. citizen? That That's the question. The answer is no. You know, what I'm saying because the parents are not subject to the laws of the United States. They are subject to the king or, or the, the Republic of China. You know, what I'm saying back in those days, you'd be subject to the emperor or the, or the king or whatever, whoever was in power at that time. And so diplomats are given a different status when they come here. Foreign nationals are given a different status. And as Moorish Americans, we have to understand, like, we are foreign nationals in relation to the United States political jurisdiction. Because of, you know, certain things that happen now with the 14th Amendment creating the whole and then, you know, the commercial going, uh, the, the venue going commercial. And so, like, you know, the Prophet Noble Dry Lee, when we become members, like, um, you become a citizen 
in uh, relation to Article 4, Section 2 of the Constitution instead of the 14th Amendment. So you become a citizen of the several states, which or not really a citizen of the several states or more. You just a free inhabitant of the several states because we worship in the states like we worship in these different republics. We're not residents. We're not taxpayers. We're not drivers. We, you know, we 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 teach in the most holy temple of science of the world, free and sundry most science of America, that everything's supposed to be under the temple. Like a lot of the that sovereign citizen like jargon and stuff that you hear a lot of Moors use, right to travel. Like we don't deal with the right to right our right to travel is strictly religious with us. Like we don't argue a constitutional right. Like our constitution our, our right to travel is an inalienable right that, you know, Allah gave us, we inherited through our foremothers and forefathers, the Moors, because you know, we're taught that this was already an inhabitation and a dominion of our empire and we was already here. So what what would we need permission from the Europeans and their government to be able to do stuff? It's just that when we do exercise these rights, we have to make sure that we're in line with international law when we do it. So, you know, that's why we place everything under the temple. We have our own place. We have our own land transport identifications. We have our own, you know, we got school IDs, you know, saying we got our own nationality cards. Like, you know, what I'm saying like we got we, 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 we pretty we pretty we pretty much we got 12 actual um, uh, entities underneath our, our temple uh, ready to be manned and operated. It's just we need the we need the people, you know, we need. The people to be trained up uh, and we want to implement all of these different things in each republic. Like, you know, we want a ministry of land transport in each republic. Um, you know, we want a ministry of more safety and defense, which is a Mufti um, department, which basically serves as our own Moorish police department or police academy um, where we can, you know, defend our own people and our own property, just like any other American citizen. You know what I'm saying? So without having to worry about, you know, the police running down and trying to shut us down and the feds trying to you know, uh, 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 Co Pro us and all that type of stuff. Like, you know, they gonna do what they want to do anyway. But we just make sure that we fall in line with the law, as is as it's um laid down constitutionally, and we just implement it under our jurisdiction. So the same thing that they do, we've we've been able to replicate under the temple under um different religious corporations. Now, why would you want to do that? They say, as an American citizen, citizen, we are free, and you uh, know, blah 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 blah. Like, why would you? Why would you want to give up your Americanness? Because uh, so, all right. So, like, a lot of people don't understand like that um, citizenship, right? This is what we got. We got to deal with because it's, it's got to qualify this. Like, you know, first off, you have to have a nationality. Then the nationality qualifies you for citizenship because you have to know your nation of origin in order to qualify for citizenship anywhere. If you if you want to become a citizen of any type of government, you have to relinquish or renounce. The nation from which you come from so as a people once we were freed we were so we were taught so much that we was negro black and colored we didn't know what nation to renounce so if we wanted to go for whatever state government and become a citizen of whatever state you have to tell that state what your religion is and where you descend from but if you were african-american you black you negro you don't know that that's what dred scott's problem was you know what i'm saying and so you know um what what happens is once you come into the temple the temple's supposed to teach you that you're a more that you're a descendant of the Moors, that you are descendant, you're Moorish American because you're descendant of Moroccans born in America. So now you start, when you come in the temple, a couple meetings or so, you start to gain this information and understanding and knowledge of who you are, which makes you competent enough to go before anybody and tell them, oh, listen, I'm a Moor because you know, I'm a descendant of Moroccans born in America. My ancestors was Moors, you know what I'm saying? Blah, 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 blah. Just like, you know, our flag is a red flag with a green pointed star. You know, it's the flag of Morocco now or whatever you want to, Moors are calling it. And then, um, you know, what happens is, 
you know, according to our divine constitution and bylaws, Act 6 mandates that all members are to proclaim their nationality when it, in order to take out membership. So when you go before whatever temple you have and whatever custom they use to make you a member, it's sort of like a what you would call in law a naturalization process. It's not a lot of Moors get hung up on, oh, you naturalize, nationalize. What word do we use? And it's like when you understand law and you understand the universality of law, you understand what process is happening to you as a Negro converting or proclaiming your nationality as a Moorish American, you're now being welcomed into a family of nations, right? So the temple serves as the government form or structure to be able to confer that on you or recognize that on you, right? So you coming before your Moorish temple, your Moorish government, whoever you're grand, the grand sheik and the different officials that's there, you coming before that organized body and you saying like, you know, according to whatever custom they have, yeah, I'm a Moorish American, my name is such and such and such, you know, my religion is Islamism, you get your nationality card, You now you've made an act or a deed as opposed to the 14th Amendment, which you're only a citizen by way of that birth certificate and that social security number, which are, or, or your driver's license, which are contracts, you know what I'm saying? These contracts put you in commerce with the federal government at Washington, D.C. So you become a, you become a resident of Washington, which is controlled by Congress, you know what I'm saying? So the 14th Amendment is controlled by Congress. Anything under it, right? If you're a citizen, you under congressional control, as opposed to the First Amendment that says that Congress can't pass a law prohibiting the free exercise of your religion. So this is why we do everything under religions, because according to the Constitution, Congress can't pass a law. So if they can't pass a law uh, respecting or prohibiting the free exercise of our religion, they can't enforce a law against us to do so. So, you know, what, what, what people don't understand is that, you know, by us doing what we've been able to do um, in, the, in the way that we've been able to do it, because it's a lot of there's a few more groups out there that have like, um, you know, similar entities, but they I don't know how they're organized. But, you know, the way we've been able to do it, um, this is how you preserve your inalienable right. Right. To, to travel like, you know, is, is protected by, you know, we, we have the, the ministry that can. Um, you know, that's issues, the guidelines behind how, you know, the, the Ministry of Land Transport operates. And then, you know, we issue our and it's just the same way the DMV does. Like our process is very similar. Um, you know, it's just that we're not for profit. Like, you know, uh, right. Religious corporations are not, you know, everything is nonprofit. So we're, you know, it's the tax. We're not taxed that, you know, and, and that's the other thing about taxation. More say, oh, you know, we we not. Moors don't pay taxes, but they don't understand how, how that works. Like, you got to qualify that. You don't pay taxes because you're part of a non-tax obligated entity, which is a religious corporation. You know what I'm saying? So it's, right. like, it's not that we don't pay taxes. It's not We're not obligated because we're a religious society. Like You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh. So, so. so I think it, the, the takeaway here is uh, two ways to look at it. One is if you're a citizen of the United States, you are a subject of the United States and you are subject to this jurisdiction. Whereas when you come in with your paperwork, right, you're sitting as an equal to the United States government and the nations abroad. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that's how Moore's got to start seeing. It's like, you got to start seeing it as you are, we are a separate government and we got to interact with them as such, you know, um, uh, you know, and that's pretty, that's pretty much it. Like, you know, this is what we teach. Do you think that white Americans could benefit from a similar model? Because Europeans, yeah, I mean, they did and they had it and they still do to a certain extent under, 
you know, they kind of switched it to the democracy. Like, you know, that's why we set them, we helped set them up with the, um, you know, the, um, I mean, the, the, the we, had, we had the Moorish, we had the Moorish American treaty, right? America right. had treaty to be a piece of friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Treaty of peace and friendship. So we know, uh, Morocco did have a hand in the creation of this country. I'm speaking more or less about the rank and file Americans who have become, uh, subject to the jurisdiction of the federal government, who is a very much a foreign entity. Yeah. I mean, they kind of, it's, it's, it's touchy because, you know, th th that's the thing about them is th they are foreigners like they descend from foreigners like we are different because we we have an inherited connection to the land here so like you know like we can't get deported nowhere you know they they have to they really have to um fix their government you know what I'm saying and they really have to bring it back to a constitutional fold of like you know operation as opposed to the democracy which is just ruled by the majority where the people kind of subject to whatever the majority wants and so, you know, until they get that right, you know, they gonna have problems too. You know, we as Moors, we got bigger fish to worry about. You know what I'm saying? We gotta really get profit stuff back to where it really was so we can stop playing games and really like provide some real solutions and remedies for our people. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk about what's happening in Connecticut. Take me, okay. take, walk me through exactly uh, what's happening out there, why you're concerned about it. Yeah. So um, what's happening around the country right now is they're doing away with the religious exemptions to vaccinations. And um, in Connecticut in particular, they 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 passed um, what's what's called HB 5044, an act concerning immunizations. They passed it out of out of the committee. So what that means now is that it's going to go to the House. And if it passes the House, it goes to the Senate. If it passes the Senate, the governor, he'll vote it into or he'll sign it into law. And there are a few states right now that have passed similar laws. So I know New York is one of them. I think Maine and it's like two West Virginia or Virginia. And then it's like maybe Mississippi or something like that. But um, what this means is that if you don't vaccinate your child, you can no longer use the religious exemption. Because before, like with the religious exemption in place, you could just fill out an affidavit. You could file an affidavit saying that vaccinations are against your beliefs and practices. Get it notarized. You hand it to the school and your child is good to go. Like, you you know, they don't need nothing else. They don't need no vaccines. They can get a free equal education. Now what's happening is that if they do away with the religious exemption, um, you know, you're going to either be forced to vaccinate your child, go against your beliefs, your conscience, or you're going to have to homeschool your child. And um for our people in particular you know our communities can't afford that most of the people in our communities can't afford to homeschool their children so what they're going to do they just going to they're going to go ahead and get the vaccination and what we don't know is that these vaccines more and more studies are coming out showing the connection between not just how vaccines are causing a lot of these other side effects and illnesses but how vaccines um the the risk rate or the harm rate is two to three times greater, right? 3.6, 3.85 times greater in black, so-called black and brown children, right? Than their so-called white counterparts. So what's gonna happen is, it's gonna be a whole demographic of our people vaccinating their children. And the long-term side effects of that are that in like 30 to 50 years, like all of our children are gonna be, you know, suffer some type of you know, um, psychological issue, meaning autism, some form of, they're going to they're gonna be inca incapable of 
the auto they call it um they call it autoimmune autoimmune diseases yeah like um allergies um even so, even like things like cancers you know what I'm saying all these kids got food allergies and stuff like that now yeah. eczema um asthma um it's a whole bunch of side effects and stuff that has increased and they show that at the time that the vaccines from age birth to three years old is when they get the majority of them and this is the time in which they see the heightened uh autism rates and the heightened um you know these other uh auxiliary disease rates are heightened during that same specific time frame and with our people is the the risk factors are um greater you know so it, it's going to impact us uh far greater than it impact any other demographic and that's you know, it pretty much it's, it's our, you know, it's, it's our problem, you know what I'm saying? So as Moors, you know, we actually went up to the Capitol and we sat on a panel for um, a religious leaders conference panel discussing the repealing of this this act and why they shouldn't do it. And just as Moorish Americans, you know, like as part of our law, you know, we're, we don't we don't get we don't pierce. And this is like part of our. Uh, grand body like this is the law that came down from our grand body this is one of our resolutions that we passed and this 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 was a resolution that was passed before i even was appointed as a grand sheik it's just that and I, under our law as moors religiously like we don't tattoo ourselves we don't pierce ourselves we don't puncture our skin you know what I'm saying which and then also we don't um you know we just don't take foreign stuff we we use holistic medicine and remedies and things of that nature so even if it was to be administered like you know through the nasal or, or like you know ingested and stuff like that it's still against our creed because it's foreign stuff and then also there are animal and human byproducts in vaccines like we're not we we're not cannibals and we don't eat pork but it's pork in vaccines like you know saying it's, it's aborted fetal tissue in vaccines you know it's a whole bunch of other harmful you know materials and stuff in that stuff that we just you know we don't we don't we're not with but the, the biggest implication like i said is that if they pass this law and they get this law passed a lot of people are a lot of our people are going to suffer like look at what they're doing right now with this whole coronavirus thing like they really trying to stretch you know they stretching the limits on how far they could push this national emergency and you know the executive powers and like it's it's a real big demonstration man like you know they might it, it might get to the point where you might not even be able to travel if you don't have certain vaccinations and what we trying to tell our people is they can't regulate us as moors they can do whatever they want with their jurisdiction and their citizens you know what i'm saying once they right. start once they try to come over here and regulate us they in violation of burden in our religion mm. you know we have the free right as moors as moors americans to move and operate the way that we so choose under the laws that govern us no right. other nation china can't come and tell us what to do so united states can't it's just that we share the territorial land with them. We, we share the jurisdiction with them as another government. And this is why on the back of the dollar bill is two seals. We don't even got to get into the science of the seals. Right? Oh, this is the Morris seal. That's the United States seal. Who seals? What? Like, we don't even got to get into that science. But we don't only... It's America, North America, this landmass, geographical land, is the only one that has its currency got two seals on it. But that's because it's two governments on the with land. Two seals. What's the two cells? You got the uh, bird, and then you got the all C and I. What's no, the? You, you got the um, you have the uh, the pyramid, and then you have the, right. um, the eagle, right? And so the eagle represents, you know, the Romans, <laughs> Roman government, United States government, and the pyramid being the oldest structure on the planet, 
you know, the oldest and most durable, and we the most ancient people on the planet, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's our seal, you know, that's our emblem. You know, that, that's what mm-hmm. we teach as Moors, you know what I'm saying? So all that Illuminati stuff, and you know, that's you, like, it's us, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, we... You're saying Illuminati is black people, so-called black people, the Moors. Yeah, the, the, the Moors, absolutely. We illuminated the Europeans, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's nothing to be, it's nothing spooky about that. You know what I'm saying? Like the New World Order, all that, 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 that been something we already instituted. The United States of America was supposed to be the New World Order where everybody could come from whatever nation, whatever background, whatever religion, and you could become part of one government. Like that was the, that was the, that was the world order. Like this, it, it, we was behind it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's nothing spooky about it. It's just, it's a grand idea. Like you could come from whatever place on the planet, from whatever cultural whatever religious background, you could come here and you could have all your freedoms. That was unheard of. And it's still unheard of in a lot of places in the, in the world. This right. is why this is where everybody wants to come. But we as black people, we've been conditioned to believe that we had no part in this, that, you know, we just subject to, we just the, the victims of, of it. But that's not the, that's really not the case. Mm. Yeah. I seen a picture with uh, George Washington. Looks like he got a Morris brother. In a painting with him. You seen that before? Oh, Prince Whipple. Is that who that is? Yeah, Prince Whipple. Yeah. Prince Whipple from where? Um, supposedly, you know, well, you know, they gonna say, you know, the narrative is that he was a slave, but the slaves couldn't wear headdresses. So he wasn't no he had a turban on and everything, you know what I mean? So he wasn't no slave. What nation um, is he representing? Hmm? Was he representing a nation? This Prince Whipple guy? Yeah, I mean, uh, depending on what type of narrative, you know, you went to, it's like, you know, he represented basically the Moorish nation. You know what I'm saying? He represented the indigenous aboriginal person of peoples that was here, you know what I'm saying, and and, and educated the Europeans. Because a lot of people don't know that Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, James Adams, those founding fathers were all inducted into um, uh, Native American lodges. You know what I'm saying? They was they was given they was given they was taught by the Native Americans that that had um that were under the great law of peace at that time. And the great law of peace was it was a constitutional body of law. It was unwritten at that time, but it was a constitutional body of law that was understood amongst the tribes and certain nations, uh first nations that was here that had been set up since like uh depending historically how since like the ten hundreds. To even probably before a little bit before before that right and what happened was they had a system of government that was kind of federal in in its nature it was like a confederation and when you study like the canaanites the moabites um even the israelites uh at times they were they they, they organized themselves into confederacies right sometimes they they would confederate so even like um you know it touches on that in the bible and in the quran uh Especially with, the, like I said, the Canaanites and the Moabites. But over here, the uh, Great Law of Peace governed these nations where, on the local level, you had many tribes, right, that made up one nation. So you would have like the Seneca tribe that had like eight nations within it. And each one of, uh, uh, excuse me, the Seneca nation, and each nation had a specific amount of tribes. And each tribe would pick uh, what was called a sachem or like a chief, right, or a sheik. And he would, they would pick one, and each each one of them from those those tribes would represent that nation on an, on another level. Then each one of them would pick one to represent them on 
the federal, like a federal level. So it worked like how we got representatives and you got the senator right. Right. and the, the state senate and you got the, the federal government. So yeah. you had the local joint. So this is where they actually got the federal system from. They got it from the Native Americans. Right. And the Native, Native American, like it's a book called Indian Giver by Jack Weatherford. And it's a chapter in there called the Indian, the founding Indian fathers or the Indian founding fathers. And in it, he breaks it down how, you know, um, uh, 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 William Penn from Pennsylvania, he was heavily like into like studying the Native Americans in their government. Uh, John Adams and um, uh, uh, some of the other founding fathers. Benjamin heavy into um the same way that they was like plenty potentiaries and like ambassadors between here in France or Britain, they had them same ones between the Native Americans too. So they was learning a lot of that stuff, and that's where they got the federal government. A lot of people try to say, oh, they got it from um the Magna Carta, da 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 da. But those were all monarchies. They didn't a constitutional monarchy is the a constitutional government like that didn't hit the Europeans until like the French Revolution. And afterwards and stuff like that. And then like Britain with their parliamentary constitutional par uh, monarchy and parliamentary government and stuff like that. They ain't start that. That's a false narrative. They got really? it from our ancestors. Kristen uh, uh, Minog said, uh, thanks for speaking the truth. Appreciate you, Kristen. Appreciate you. Shout out to Black Mountain Hotep holding it down in the chat. What up, homie? Indeed. Um, so I just want to touch on something really fast. Uh, and then I want to ask you about politics before you go. So you mentioned um, coronavirus, right? And, you know, we know we, we just entered a national state of emergency, according to our president, Donald Trump. Uh, basically, you know, once the nation is declared a national state of emergency, FEMA can basically destroy the Constitution. Um, when you couple all that with the legislation that's coming through with the religious exemptions on vaccines, uh, the fact that the C, uh, uh, CDC is in court right now talking about how they lied about their uh, effects on uh, on children with from their vaccines. Do you see this whole new pandemic thing as some distraction agenda? What's happening here with this? Yes, yeah, something going on, you know, um, either it is a distraction from something like I know that Iran, um, the United States just launched uh, last night some. Um, Attacks against Iran, they killed like six people or something like that. Yeah. Um. You know, it, it's like if it's like if there was something sinister going on, it's it's the perfect storm, right? Like you got this this epidemic going on, this this wild disease that's like, you know, a threat to humanity, and you know we gotta use the public health. We gotta you know we gotta this the public is scared, so we gotta this is all in the name of public safety and. You know, it's it's a very convenient way to manufacture consent. You know what I'm saying? For something, you know, something a little bit more, you know, like and, and as a people, we gotta we gotta know like we gotta be on guard because this happened to us. We got a direct experience with Tuskegee. Yeah. Right. So when it comes to like the government, medicine, and uh, like education, it's a bad combination, especially for us. Cause the last time that happened where government, medicine and education got together, Tuskegee happened. Yeah. And, you know, um, like right now, like kids are out of school for two weeks. Uh, I know the government up here shut down until the 30th. Um, who knows what's going on? You know, who knows what's really happening? You know, but one thing that we need to understand as a people is that we got to be prepared. And so, like, you know, the Prophet Nubu Ali and, and what we call our Moorish Hadith, Hadith, 
uh, oral statements and stuff like that is that he said like, you know, this was going to happen. Like he it said that he said that one day we go to the store and the Europeans will have security around the stores and we wouldn't be able to go into the stores and get food and that we should have food stored up for 90 days. And that, you know, um, he just he just, you know, it said that he said certain stuff that's kind of yeah. like that right now is starting to kind of play out. And it's just about us being prepared. Right. Preparation is the key to everything. Like, I, I don't even get into the conspiracy theory thing, but it's like, OK, if, if we're going to have this conversation, are we prepared? What's our prepared? What's our preparedness strategy mm-hmm. as a people? Right. Like, you know, we 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 we, we become the victims of, of this a lot of the times and we become very reactive instead of being proactive. So we just get caught up in what's going on. But like I said, the implications are big. Like what 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 if they are doing this and then they come with, as a matter of fact, they're trying to say that they have or they're coming with a vaccine for the coronavirus. Yeah. And what's going to happen is, you know, based on like the history, when once the coronavirus vaccine is administered, the virus itself is going to go up. The contagion going to go up. That happened with polio. People think that polio went down because vaccines came on the scene. But when you study the relation between that same time frame and what was going on in Europe, Europe didn't do any polio vaccines and their, their, their rate declined faster and, 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 and sooner than in the United States. But and, and at the same time in the United States, when they started administering the polio vaccine, cases shot up and then this trajectory started to come down. So what's going to happen is We've seen this before. Like this has happened before, man. Like this is nothing. It's not nothing new. It's just they, the way that they're doing it now. They got certain. They got uh, quarantine camps, which ain't nothing really, but like concentration camp. If you want, like gulag. Yeah, the gu- <laughs> You already know. You already know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying history just repeat itself. Yeah, yeah. But we we got to wake up though. Yeah, I think I think it's it's definitely something to keep in mind because FEMA has a jurisdiction to uh, take over healthcare in America and say, hey, you know, you want to travel from point A to point B, show me your vaccine documentation, and if you don't have it, then because they're able to take over healthcare and transportation, they're pretty much able to, you know, if you go look right. at Executive Order eleven thousand and on, you know, all of those executive orders and things like I can't even count. You know, but the first 46 of them, you just like, whoa, you know, like 11,000 itself is, is, is basically saying you could put people in work camps. You know what I mean? Basically saying you could put people in the concentration camps and, and on work duty. So, you know, it's kind of crazy. out here. I want to ask you this next question, though, because I'm seeing this a little bit online. I'm seeing pushback from the black community in regards to the vaccines. They're saying, you know, uh, we're wrong for, for being um, anti-vaccine. You know, black people are saying we should be getting vaccinated. The white man loves us and wants us to have this good vaccine to save our lives. Are you seeing that same thing that I'm seeing? Because they calling me crazy hotep for being anti-vax. I've seen a few of them, like, you know, on my social media. Uh, For the most part, though, like most of our people like that I've seen are kind of like, you know, they with it. They skeptical. It's just like. But then I have seen specifically up at the state capitol, our people are really, really, really like, like they just are kind of oblivious. Like they just going, going for what's going on. And that's the thing, like, you know, that's, if that's the case, go, like, I'm not going to argue with no, like, I'm not going, I'm not here. I'm not going to try to convince nobody. Right. You know, I, if somebody asks, I point them in the right direction for some type of, you know, research and answers and stuff. You draw your own conclusions, but like, you know, we perish for lack of knowledge. And a lot of this stuff is like, untested um you know it's not tested enough it's not tested along the stringent lines of other drugs and stuff like that and um 
you know, like it, 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 it'll just be, I just don't want to be that person 10, 20 years from now looking like I was on the wrong side of history. And, you know, saying with, with, with the whole FEMA thing and them being able to shut stuff down, this is why we're trying to get our people to understand the importance of proclaiming your nationality, coming under the protection of the temple, utilizing your religious freedoms to be able to live your life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, 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 honestly, like, I feel like it's coming to a point in time now where we're going to be forced to make this thing really, really happen. You know what I'm saying? To where... There's not going to be no other option. It's like, it's either this or it's like get down or lay down type thing. Mm-hmm. You think your work is uh, is working with the, because uh, I know in, in Connecticut, just like here in Jersey, you're trying to pass that religious exemption. Mm-hmm. Um, is your presence strong enough out there in California you think it's working or you need help? or? Um, no, nah, it's definitely not as strong as it could be or it should be. We definitely need way more um we're working on just trying to get our membership up right now, but that's something you can't really rush. Like, you know, like, yeah, you know, like, um, we, we, we need to be doing more efforts though in the streets, uh, as far as like, you know, um, having a bit, a better presence, like, you know, passing out informationals and stuff like that, pamphlets and stuff like that, just to try to get people in to learn, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, we definitely need help. We hopefully, uh, by June 7th, this whole thing will be done and, we're supposed to be featured in um, the town parade. You know, they, they they reached out to me and was like, yo, we want the Moors in the parade. Um, you know, like we want to we want to have y'all partake. So, you know, we're trying to get all as many Moors out here as we can, because this is the thing, the perception to Europeans or foreigners, they don't care what Moors body you from. They see a bunch of turbans and fezzes. You ain't even got to be in a temple. They see a bunch of turbans. They're going to be like, oh, the Moors are here. So we try to get everybody to come out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and that's the thing. Like, this is what we try to tell other Moorish bodies. It's like, we need to just come together just just, just for show. Because, like, it don't matter what grand body we from. If we all in front of the United States, the, the Washington Monument, it's a bunch of turbans and feathers. You got Moors from everywhere. Foreigners and Europeans, when they pull up, they're not going to be like, oh, you with John Givens Ill? You with Kirkman Bay? You with Emily? They're not going to they not. They gonna be like, oh, that's Noble Drew Ali work. You know what I'm saying? They're just going to see straight turbans. And they just going to be like, oh, the Moors is right. The Moors is back. Uh. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, all this other stuff is like, it's, it's, it's part of conspiracy to me. Like, if, if Moors are coming in, they're trying to divide Moors and stuff like that. It's like, yo, you want some whole other stuff. Like, you got to to the left with you. So what? somebody got to go through boot camp? Um, to become a more like, you know what I mean? Is it a hazing initiation? Like, how did, how does one do that? They, they sign a form, pay your dues, what they got to yeah. do? Yeah, like with us, you, listen, like, somebody can hit me up right now. They be like, yo, I want an application. I'll just be like, give me an email. I'll send you the application. The instructions is there. You make your first dues payment. Sending your application with everything that you need to send in. You know, it's filled out properly. You make your first dues payment. You get You start getting issued your paperwork. We issue seven documents. You know what I'm saying? We got seven different type of documents that we issue our members, you know, and, and as well as like your IDs and stuff like that. And we just try to teach our members how to use them. You know what I'm saying? How to, you know, um, like I had a member right uh, hit me up uh, probably like before I got on the call. He just converted and his boss, he went to go hand his boss the paperwork so that they could switch all his information over. And the first thing he leaded with was taxes. And it's like, more don't do that just tell them you had a you had your name changed you got some documents you need to get to hr or the legal department we put the affidavit together attach it with all your documents 
and they already know what to do on some real like you don't even gotta they know what time it is because they don't want that eeoc national origin religious discrimination claim so they it's all that rhetoric and all that all that all tax and that's what that's what it be with more more be just too anxious to like i don't want to pay tax i don't want to do that i don't want to it's like whoa 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 (laughs) but you do like we as a temple we're starting to what we about to start implementing is courses to teach moors like so for our ministry of land transport and navigation you have to learn how to drive in a non-commercial capacity because a lot of times we use a lot of words like traffic traffic is a commercial term it's not supposed to be used when you exercising your right to travel your right to the common way you're not trafficking traffic mm. means you're doing business you're going from here to church here to school here to your job here back to work that's not that's you know but but when you don't understand when you understand your when you understand an automobile as a motor vehicle as opposed to a consumer good or a household appliance, then you don't understand the, 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 the jargon that you're supposed to use. And then what happens is those that learn the jargon still riding around in registered cars. You get pulled over, the police, he see he see the state issue plate, the state, the same state that he worked for. He asks you for your uh, 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 ideas and registration. You give him a registration or you might hand him some old foo stuff. You give them a Moorish nationality card you got off of RV Bay or somewhere. And, and sh- but shout out to RV Bay, you know, ain't nothing wrong with that. A lot of that stuff is just adept stuff that like a lot of Moors don't understand how to, you know, use it. But you hand him that. But he done ran your plate and the plate come up. He he, he know what your face look like. So he just want to make sure the ID, you hand him a Moorish ID, you got a Fez, a turban on your name, Amin Ra Hotep, uh, Bay El Ali to the third power. And he looking at you like you crazy because you sitting in a car that's registered to his... Y'all got the same master. And you go really? talk about, oh, you got some type of rights. You indigenous sovereign. I got the right to travel. You talk all this stuff. You looking crazy. And he going go before the court talking about you little Moorish national. It's just a whole bunch of stuff. So what we do is we have, what we implement now is a course to go along with our Ministry of Land Transport and Navigations to help people understand the type of terminology you got to use. And the fact that if you're going to exercise any type of right like that, you better not be no 14th Amendment citizen. Wait, wait. So y'all got to constitutional citizen. So y'all got to go to DMV. No, no DMV for the Moors. Y'all got your own DMV. Yeah, we got. We take it. We 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 take your we take your um automobile out of the DMV. We got a whole process to take it out. That what? whole system. So I go. Yeah, see, yeah. I go to the dealer right now. I go get me one of them new Tesla joints, right? Mm-hmm. And I come to you. You gonna register it under the Moors Nation, and then I'm yeah. I'm not gonna be operating a motor vehicle at that point. I'll be driving a, a home appliance. Yeah, you'll be traveling. You'll be you'll be oper- uh, traveling in a um in a land transport. That's what Tra- we call it. And traveling in the land transport, not a motor vehicle, because the the law says you're you're operating a motor vehicle. If you if you if you comply to that, then that puts you under their jurisdiction. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I don't operate it. I'm a custo- I'm the custodian of it. You know that's what that's what we use. We use you become the so say you. Cause it's like if you get a if you buy if you purchase a a vehicle you get some insurance you don't need DMV to do either of those things, but those are two actions that show that you're gonna use that car. The moment you go take it to DMV and you pledge it to the state, you pledge that property. You've just waived all your rights to privacy and whatever's inalienable, inalienably connected to that that automobile. Mm. What happens if you 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 purchase it? You get your insurance, and we're working on that too. Uh, insurance. We got an underwriter right now, cause that was the only kind of issue that they had when we did like have 
you know, a stop or something happened, you know, the police was like, well, all right, everything check out, but what, what, you, what y'all going to do as far as the insurance is concerned? You know, getting into an accident with one of our cars, and so we had to look into that. Right. But, um, yeah, so you will, you do that, you bring it to the temple, you know, it's the same process, you fill out an application, we'll, we list the same, it's, it's the same exact, it's the, we, we did exactly what they did, we just did it under our own jurisdiction. Right. You submit it, you get some issue back, you get your plates, you get your, you, pat, you, go, you take your test, you pass your test, you get your, your ID, you get your, and you good to go, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's not this it's not rocket science. It's just getting people to really understand how it works, and then like getting people to, you know, get it going. You know what I'm saying? Like that's all. Right. You are Grand Sheik of your temple. What's your title? Yeah, I'm a um. I was appointed to Grand Sheik uh, January of last year, 2019. That's head nigga in charge. Yeah, yeah. That's H N I C. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm under. I'm under. You know, I'm under. Um, my national grand sheik, um, or you know, my supreme grand, uh, uh, my supreme grand sheik, uh, whose name is Jelani D. A. Kalfani Bay, and um, so I answered him, and you know, my superiors, I got some superiors, um, some elder elder sheiks, elder grand sheiks of um, other republics that right. I'm underneath as well. Right. But yeah, we, you know, I just want to let all the Moors know, like we not we not more science temple of them. Like we have two charters actually. We have a Charter from Morse Holy Temple of Science and the Morse Science Temple of America, which we probably one of the only groups that have that type of jurisdiction, right? So like, but we 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 definitely try to separate ourselves from Morse Science Temple of America Incorporated, okay? We, and and we make sure we stress to our you know people that we not we definitely not a five hundred one c three, okay? Not organized under that. Uh, we a religious corporation, um, yeah. So right, right. So if you want to get if some brothers out there in Connecticut want to want to go ahead and join a nation, they can definitely um, come under your umbrella and you'll and you'll take them under the wing. Oh, most definitely not just here, but you know I, I've 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 nat- I've um converted people in North Carolina. I have um uh, a member in Ohio. I have a member in Texas. Mm. Um. I'm working with somebody right now, uh, or two brothers from, from a couple families from Cal- California, um, and I just say I be having a whole bunch of other Moors reach out to me and stuff like that. So like, um, and then we have we also have members in Connecticut too. So, right, right. I got a couple of questions here from the audience. Black Mountain Hotel, peace. He says peace in Islam. Um, Islam. He said. Uh, do the Moors have an emergency response plan like I'm assuming the NOI does? Uh, it's funny you say that because last night we had a we had a grand council meeting based on this, and we just reiterated the fact that you know for us, you know it's about just being like I said, being prepared. So we went over some things that like you know we supposed to have are uh, like you know canned goods, you know water supplies flashlights all those all those all those things that you would need um but as far as a bona fide like emergency response plan like if they if if, if something happened um not necessarily we still gotta we still gotta go over that we know exactly who we would have to call um and we know exactly what we would have to do like it's it's in the it's in the house you know what I'm saying make sure you got your flag up you know um and Get the converting people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because when they come around and they be like, yo, identification, 
you gotta have you better have something to rebut that presumption that you property man mm. of, of the united states because you gotta understand man it's a commercial game and the u.s owes a lot they owe some people <laughs> and when they come for that money they ain't coming for that fake money they coming for that collateralized debt which which means they coming for for the people you know yeah, what i'm human, saying human resources yeah like you said you about to get your butt to work oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, drew sample said sorry late to the party uh went down a similar path with the freeman movement is the biggest difference religious freedom that protects you yes yeah i think we kind of just just right? just like just like the kkk KKK is a religious corporation. Is it? Oh yeah, they're a religious society. That's why they don't get best with like. That's why they they able to do what they do like like that. And that's what the more that's the thing that's the more we try to get the more to understand. We could do the same thing, same way they'd be demonstrating. But the, the prophet just told us that we for love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. So like you know we ain't with like displaying and brandishing weapons and you know what I'm saying. Even though that's that's definitely part of what we get down about. You know, like we definitely for that Second Amendment. We stand on that firmly, but we're not gonna be on social media brandishing them and you know what I'm saying out and about like that. Just know, like it's around. They around, right? You know, like, for for defensive to in defense of the nation. You know, what I'm saying our property and our people. Yeah, but yeah. The KKK is a religious society, and that's the difference. It's religion, like they because they're the judges can't touch religion. Like I've been in court before magistrates, and they was like saying stuff like they ask you a question. And it's like, well, where you, where, where were you born? Um, weren't you weren't born with that name you had? What was the name that you were born with? And my answer be like, man, listen, I was reborn. You know, <laughs> I was reborn according to my religious law. Yeah. I don't care what she think or he think. They and the thing about it, once you hit them with that, they can't. Is they can't have nothing. They don't have. They can't say anything. Because uh. then it's the next question is, are, are you are do you have an opinion about my religion? Are you making an opinion about my religion, man or sir? Mm. Are you are, are you innate and they, Mr. Bay? No, no, Mr. Bay. I'm not. I don't even want to get into an argue with you about your religion. OK, <laughs> what's the next question you have? Um, um, wh wh where are you from? Well, according to my religious doctrine, you know, I'm 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 a true American. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Moorish American because I'm a descendant of Moroccans. You know, what I'm saying that's what my religion. So my prophet Nubu Ali teaches me that blah, 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 blah. This is why. Malcolm X would say that with all honorable Elijah Muhammad would teach us is that blah 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 because you lead with your religion. You put the prophet out front. That way it take the liability off of you. Uh. My prophet taught me that, you know, I'm a descendant of Moroccans, born in America. Oh, so you're not a are you a US according to my religious doctrine, my prophet Abu Ali said that the application of the 14th Amendment, 15th Amendment was not necessary for me. So no, I'm not a 14th Amendment citizen. That's that's part of our creed. It's it's, it's in there. Yeah. You got to know how to stand on it, and and then when you put it to them like that, they can't say nothing. <laughs> like they they get the, they say anything. It's like let me get your name and your title, and I'll meet you in federal court. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't you don't do all that arguing. Like religious, everything religious. So all right, so let me ask you this: Do y'all vote in the federal election? Absolutely not. <laughs> Moors out here talking about they doing a census and all that. It's craziness, man. Like, Y'all bugging. Like the Amish don't do that. We a religious society like the Amish. The Amish, they, when they go to check on information regarding how many people are, in, are part of the Amish community, they gotta go to the Amish and look at the Amish census. The Amish take their own census. This is why we trying to get Moors to understand how you gonna participate in another government's jurisdiction. For calculation of population, and we as Moors don't even know how many Moors in America. So we're uh -huh. gonna give the Romans that that information 
but we don't know it ourselves. That's uh, setting ourselves up for destruction. Yeah. That's national security. We don't do like we don't preach none of that. Like yeah. more's preaching that, man. We you going against the prophet. Like, that's how we feel. That's haram. So you but you you definitely involved in the local politics. You gotta be, because they implement laws that their policy enforcers and people that we engage with, if they don't recognize certain things, they're gonna give us a hard time. So say I wanna go shop somewhere. And I want to use my non-tax obligation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like I go to CVS sometimes and stuff like that. Like, I don't pay taxes on like the food and stuff. But like, if 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 we not if we don't have a local presence, it'll be hard for the authorities um, and other influential entities and stuff like that to take us serious. And this is the problem with the Moors right now. Like the Moors are very like anti-government. We anti-establishment. We so anti-establishment that we make it hard for ourselves to live. So now you can't go to work as I can't go to work as Akeem Bay. I gotta go under my slave name because there has not been enough uh liaison or diplomatic work between the temple and the state government. For the state to put on the books laws that recognize our identifications. Like right now, like I'm working on a bill to 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 pass, to try to get passed in Connecticut to amend the language in the notary section where it says that dealing with identification that they recognize. I want I, I want to change the language because I got a bank like I, I got a bank account. My free national, I didn't I didn't need a state ID, a driver's license, a passport, a social security card. I didn't need none of that to open it. I just need, I use my nationality card and a piece of first class mail that had my name on it. And I was able to open it up. And then we also have um, a tax ID. We have different tax ID numbers right. for, for our entity. So instead of giving them a social, we just give them, you know, as a member, you just give them the tax and they come with the tax ID number for members. We have different ones. Members, regular members get one on their ID. So you could just use it. You know, you can open up a bank account if you want. But you, it can't be a commercial bank or FDIC bank, insured bank. You know what I'm saying? Those are, you don't even deal with them. But, you know, so when I go to the notary at my bank, they recognize that. And I, don't, I just give it an ID, whatever. She signed it off. I go to other banks and they give me a problem. And it's like, yo, listen, like, y'all really wilding because I could really turn up and have y'all in court for discriminating right now. Mm. And, you know, have you missing work and all. But I'd rather not do that. I had I got into it with one of the tellers at one of these um, banks and she was a sister. You know, so she was an Asiatic sister. And I'm like, yo, ma'am, if I was if I was Jewish or I was Catholic or something, I walked in here and I gave you a Jewish ID and all that. You wouldn't have gave me no problem. But because I look like you and I don't got what you got, my joint looked a little different. I got to be on some other stuff. Like, I, I can't be taken serious. And, like, you know, she, she went and called the Secretary of State's office. And the dude from the Secretary of State told me, like, First, he tried to get me to run around. And he was like, "Oh, sir!" Like he was like, "Mr. Bay, you right?" He was like, "It's up to her discretion. You know, she 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 can she can do what she want." Like, and I'm like, "Yo, like I know that." Like, cause I had her print off the law. I had him read. Me and him was going on the phone, going back over back and forth over the law. I'm like, "Yo, section A say this, section B, blah 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 blah." But he like, you know, right? He's, he's like, "You know what? You right. It's up to her discretion." And I was like, "I'm like, come on." I said, "Can you say that again for her?" And I'm like, "Ma'am, listen, I gave you." I gave her my nationality card. I gave her my membership card for my bank. I gave her my debit card. And I got two other types of debit cards with my free national name on it. Yeah. I gave her all of this stuff and she still ain't want to mess with me, man. I was like, yo, I got to do something about this. Like, you know what I'm saying? So we, we, we definitely are engaged in politics because politics is 
a heavy thing. Like even the Prophet Muhammad Ali said that he was at the president's, um, the governor's inauguration, and that he would be at the president's inauguration, representing the Moorish Divine and National Movement. So he was doing that. He he was in places, but he was networking. You know what I'm saying? Like he was trying to raise funds. Like you know he's trying to raise funds for the nation. Like what we supposed to be doing? Like we don't take state funding and federal funds, but we supposed to be raising private donations on top of dues and fundraisers and different events. We supposed to be raising our own money. Right, right. Um, last question. We gonna wrap this thing up. Mm-hmm. Come from left field. How you feel about Donald Trump? I like Donald. For real? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. expecting that. I like Donald. You know why? Because he a straight shooter. Like you know, what I'm saying like he's like I rather have, you know, a snake like a wolf wouldn't run up on me than have a wolf in sheep sheep's clothing. You know what I'm saying? And he gonna snake me. Like Donald gonna give it to you straight up from the from the jump. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, like you know, he talks about the Fourteenth Amendment, you know, being unconstitutional and things like that. Like that's part of the congressional records. Like you could pull that up on the congressional records, and they had a debate in 1960 something or 70 something like that. Based on the Fourteenth, they, they even said it themselves. Trump's Congress, it. yeah, I I sent I get it to you. I get it to you. Awesome. And um, you know, it's just other things like that he stand for that's like, you know, Republican in value. And see, like a lot of us, because we don't understand what type of government we're supposed to be under, we don't understand that it's supposed to be a Republican form of government. And then what is a Republican form of government? What is a democracy? What are, who are the Democrats? Who are the Republicans? Like what, what party is what? Like, you know, how does it relate to you as a person or as a more or ideologically? You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's a lot of things that we got to re-question especially behind being under the Democratic Party for so long, the Democratic ideology. We don't even know, like, man, yo, it's crazy, like, how we look to the rest of the world, like, being Democrats, like. <laughs> Loyal crazy. to them, like, 90%. <laughs> no reason. And then the ones that was enslaving us, the Democratic Party was the slave party in the South. It was the Republican Party that was, like, freedom fighters. And Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. Yeah. All, all the first, all the first Asiatics that was in the Congress after they was free from slavery were all Republicans. They weren't the Democratic Party birthed the KKK. How yeah. you a Democrat and you black? Don't make sense. <laughs> Damn, I, I King Bay is the real deal. We dealing with a straight shooter over here. I wasn't expecting that. I thought you was about to come with some left wing liberal shit. <laughs> nah, I ain't with all. I don't, I don't, I don't, I ain't with the liberalism, man. That's part of our problem. Um, <laughs> Following after strange gods that we don't understand, man. Strange ideologies. Yeah. Um, Iceman, uh, introduction written by John Henry Clark. He says, uh, the, seat white, the seat of white supremacy starts with liberalism. Yes, sir. That was the man right there. Yeah. Professor Clark, man. Yeah. Damn. Shout out to the elder. Honest to the elder. Yeah. Wow. You to fuck my head up with that one. But yeah, you know, Trump is a straight shooter. You know, that's that's the reason why I like him. I like people that come, you know, straight to the tables. Hey, we're going to take their oil. All right, well, at least y'all saying it now. Yeah, right. Like it ain't like, oh, you know, we wanna we gonna be your friends, like then we gonna send somebody in there, like nah, like all that, like uh, with all that, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh no, let me thank you for the work that you do out here in the community. I think it's thank you. Yeah, I think it's very important work that you're doing. Um, you as well. from yeah. the uh education aspect of things, helping people to uh 
these these UCC codes, commercial codes. And that's what it is. It's a code that we got to crack. When you talk about a matrix, we talk about codes and it's different codes we got to crack. When we crack these codes, it's really simple to move about these systems. Um, so now I just want to say thank you for that. Thank you for being a real brother. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Anything else you want to get off your chest that I didn't cover or um, final thoughts? Um, you know, just, just to the people, just, you know, um, investigate everything. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's, we in, we in a really strange time right now and, uh, we got to look back on history to help guide us through this moment. Man. And like, we can't be naive. Um, it's time, it's, you know, it's time that we stop being victims. You know what I'm saying? It's time that we really start taking responsibility for our lives. And that's what really, that's what real liberty and freedom is. Like liberty and freedom is not. It's not free in the sense that type of sense is something that you got to work hard for and you got to work hard to maintain. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's what we trying to show our people is that uh, we don't have to be underneath nobody else. Like, you know, what I'm saying like the feds, like I take the feds off. You know, what I'm saying like that don't make you a more like, you know, what I'm saying like a fed the feds don't make you a more like um, that's something that you have to have in here. Like, you know, what I'm saying like you have to just know how to stand on it, like the paperwork. All that paperwork and stuff is irrelevant. The only thing you really need is a more. The only thing you really need is your ID. Like if you if you know how to stand on your ID, because you you get stopped by somebody, you're not gonna pull out no whole. I'm about to pull out a a, a packet like you know, thick old. <laughs> I got I got I got my national my nationality joint right here. Like I got I'm about my to hand the police that. Yeah. But to hand somebody, nah, you should just be able to be like, yo, all right, sir, here, listen, boom, and just you know, go in your joint and you just hand them your nationality card, and then it's like, well, what's this? Oh, that's that's my ID. You know, you ask for identification. This, this, this ain't no ID. Well, I'm sorry if you don't see it that way, but like, that's something. That's something you gonna have to talk to with your supervisor. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that type of deal. But then, even so, even more so than that, getting it to the point where, if you hand it to him, he already know what time it is. Oh, here you go, Mr. Bay. Here you go, Mr. Ill. Sorry about that. Boom. But that comes from your leadership. Being in contact with their leadership, letting them know this is who we are. We non-combative. We for peace. This is what we have as IDs. This is what this is what we consist of. Let us know if this is a problem. You know, and then we can work something out. But put your subordinates on notice that when they see that ID, when they see that emblem, when they see that plate, when they see this, when they see that, this is what it is. And that's what it is. That's proper notice. And that's the one thing we do too. Like we don't just slap on no plates and just go. You you got to put certain people on notice. Like you know, what I'm saying we got to give them time to respond. If there's, you know what I'm saying? Because that's that's protocol. Right. And that's something that all governments understand. Like, you know, so so I just want to leave the people with, you know, with that, that um, you know, uh even if you don't subscribe to the Moorish paradigm, just be wise and be safe and just be logical. You know what I'm saying? It's certain stuff that just works. It's just certain stuff that they don't, they're not, they can't touch, they found not to touch by law. And the bulk of that has to do with your religious rights and freedoms, but you got to understand how to apply that. You know what I'm saying? Can I ask you one more question? Yes, sir. What's the biggest problem with the psyche of black people and how do we resolve that issue? You know, I, that, that question stems from the problem you had with the Asiatic sister who was giving you a problem at the bank. It seems that every time we run into one of our Asiatic brothers or sisters in a position of power, they always giving us a hard time, but when it's somebody else, they letting it rock so what do you what do you see as the biggest hurdle for uh you know quote unquote black 
for Moorish consciousness across the, the, the nation? And um, how do we resolve that? The, the biggest problem, you know, and you know what I'm going to say as a more is the fact that we still subscribe to that term black, man. Like, you know, right. we still subscribe to being labeled as black or African-American. And according to the federal um, directive on race and ethnicity um, under the Office of Management and Budget, um, African and uh, African-American and black are synonymous terms. So if you say you African-American, you saying you black, you say you black, you African-American. And um we just have to understand the legal implications of doing that and know that amongst ourselves, yeah, that's cool. Like we could get into triple darkness, we could get this to the science of carbon, we could melanin, we could get into all of that high science. But in social science and jurisprudence, it has no place because people not known like that. They know by their national descent names. And like um you know, that's part of that's one of the biggest problems. The other biggest problem is that we don't know how to do business with each other. So we don't know how to support each other. As long as we're not supporting each other, we can never be free. Mm. We can never we can never grow as a people, as a nation if we don't support each other. But that comes with understanding what nationality is like, you know, Chinese people, Dominicans, Haitians, they all mess with each other because they got a common thing it's something common that connect them that's unique to them. It's not something that was manufactured and given to them or placed on them or forced upon them. It's something that they develop organically within themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what nationality is, right? Nationality is culture, custom, language, all these different things, right, that keep you bond, bonded as a people that just say, like, it's against my, it's not even, it's just against my nature to not do business with my brother. Like, when it gets to that point where we, where we get, when we get to the point where it's like, second nature to do business with each other where it's not even a question and that's why the prophet number Ali told us we got to learn to love instead of hate because hatred will only and it's hatred of self it's self-hate because you know that that imagery and that psych, psych that psyche has been like beaten into us like you know what i'm saying to hate ourselves because when we see images of ourselves it's always negative so when we when you see yourself coming down the street you don't see a law you don't see it further more. You see what's portrayed on the TV. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know. So it's that type of thing. You know, it's 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 a real, real psychological battle that's going on because of the imagery, the media, the music, the the everything that's being fed to us about who we are is distorted and it's um it's it's not real. Like you know what I'm saying? It's inorganic. It's something that somebody else concocted and formed for us. And it's just getting past that, man. Like, you know what I mean? Learning how to properly identify ourselves. Like, like I said, as a more, the biggest thing with us is like, you gotta get away from that term black as an identifier. Because really what, when you say we, the word, it really mean pale. Right, right. When you go do the etymology of it all, B L A E C. Right. It wasn't it wasn't even applied to us. You know what I'm saying? And then when you study the term white, you know, it's a whole science to that too. Yeah, lawfully white means free too. Um, so, so what should we call ourselves? Moors, Asiatic, what, what's the, what's the proper term? I would say, you know, like Asiatic is fine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Asiatic, more. Why is, wouldn't that be confused with the Asians or, or is this something different? No, like, you know, Asian, see, it's a, and that's the thing, like, you know, um, the European kind of took a lot of these terms and kind of, uh, it kind of messed them up, you know what I'm saying? So, like, when you say Asiatic, you automatically think of, like, 
uh, uh, Asian, Asian, like a you know a, ch- a Chinese person with slanted eyes, you know, straight hair, whatever. Yeah. But it's plenty of people in, in China that's darker than us. It's people in China that's original people in China that's darker than us. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's people in India darker than us. These are Asian con. These are constant. These are places on the Asian continent of Asia, the Philippines, Sri Lanka. All them places you go to them places, man. The indigenous people who go there, they look they darker than us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then you know, Asia is also like in Saudi Arabia, deep in Yemen, like those different places like that too. It's a lot of dark skinned people as well. So like you know, when you talk about Asian, it's like you know we gotta be gotta be specific. Like so when we say Asiatic, like you got language groups that are Asiatic. So you got like the Afro Asiatic language groups and etc. So um. It's not necessarily a term that's wholly uh, uh, subscribed to Orientals, I should say, like an Oriental person. Right. Or- which is another derogatory term because or- Orientals is like a seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did a number with these words, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nah, that's that's great information. I appreciate that. Um, I try my best to, you know, use the black term. You know, like one time I was debating his brother and I called him. I said, you a so-called black man. And people took it as me dissing him, saying he's not black. And I'm like, nah, I'm saying so-called black yeah, man because yeah. black ain't what we supposed to be calling ourselves. Mm-hmm. And some people kind of miss that. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of white people are uh, privy to this knowledge. Nah, because like, yo, 20, like, thir- like 40, 50 years ago, you couldn't call you. You couldn't call us black. You try to call a, a Negro black, you, man, he, you got scrapping. You better not call me black. Yeah. What my great my grandfather, man, we had that conversation before, and he was like, he was just like, yo, you you know what? He was like, cause it was like, well, you ain't black, you a more. What's a more? Da da. He's like, I said, great, you black. He said, well, yeah, I'm black boy. Da da. But then he said, you know what? Come to think about it, shoot, I remember a time growing up, you couldn't call me black. You couldn't call no black folk black folk. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was a point in time where you couldn't call us a negro. You called me a negro. Called a black person a negro. They be fighting you. Now it's, it's common language. Common now. We call it. We call each other the n word all day. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's like we the only people that do that. Like you're not like, and I tell people this. Like you're not gonna meet a Chinese person, right? That's gonna come to you and tell you like, yo, my name Juan Gonzalez, and I rep Yellow Power. He's not gonna say his name Juan Gonzalez. Like if you like, but yet we still got English names and we call ourselves black. Like <laughs> the rest of the world looking at us like, yo, y'all still don't get it. Like you're not gonna, like I said, you're not gonna see a Chinese person talking about my name Jose Consuelo and I'm <laughs> Yellow Power. You gonna look like, you gonna be like, dang man, like that's sad. <laughs> yeah, I like the way you put that in perspective. <laughs> yo, but. Use my platform as a resource if you got a message that you want to get out, you know, a little dissertation that you want to cover on the specific topic. Let me know I'm here. We get something scheduled out. Um oh, we get you back up here. I um, appreciate it, man. I thank you so much. I appreciate you for having me on. Yeah. I appreciate your time. I appreciate everybody that was on the call tonight. Um, if anybody, like I said, like the brother said, if anybody want to get in contact with me, um, it's IG, uh, Instagram at Akeem the More. I'm on Facebook at Akeem Bay. Um, you know, just reach out like that. I got uh you know, are you familiar with uh Kaba Hiawatha Kameen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got him coming on this Friday at eleven PM. And then um next week I got uh I got a white nationalist, Rob Freeman. He's coming on to talk homeschooling on the twenty seventh, seven PM. Oh we got, word. 
Yeah, send me. I'm gonna text you. Send me the schedule. You know what I'm saying? I'll definitely uh, tune in. Like you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just... Hawaii, that's my guy. Yo, I, yo, that's the more man. He, that's the <laughs> scholar, man. Like yeah, he... wow, bro. Yeah, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a big one. That's Absolutely. Be big... Yo, congratulations, man. Fez, 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 off to you, brother. <laughs> you know what I'm I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Indeed, indeed, you already know, man. So uh, yeah, so I'm um I'm I'm gonna go ahead and ch- chime off because I got a conference call right quick, and then um yeah. you know I, I I'll hit you up a little later. All right, we gonna link. All right, peace, more. All right, brother. All right. Thank you everybody for tuning in to another Big Brain Talk. This was with Hotel Jesus and Akeem Bay covering U.S. law, Moorish law, so on and so forth. I'll see you until the next time.